We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Welcome in. It's a game day here on Sabres Live, and we are excited to kick off the show in advance of tonight's action here at Lecom Harbor Center. It's Buffalo and Montreal, and we are with Scott Ratzlaff, who was drafted by the Sabres in the fifth round this past year. And uh, how are you feeling heading into tonight, Scott? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's, uh, it's going to be really exciting, I think, just getting this underway. It's been uh, long anticipation coming after the draft and development camp, and now you get to the other teams and their prospects so it's going to be really exciting what were the things that you worked on after development camp to say okay i saw what development camp's about i've worked with some of the coaches here in buffalo now i got to go back home and work on some specific things yeah they kind of talk about there where you know where you're coming from in your league you're let's say for example like i use my feet i'm fast on my feet i can get there places early but here it's like a whole nother level so it's going back in the summertime it's now, how can I use those, those strengths and those, like uh, strengths of mine, like yeah. I said, to this level and use it to my advantage? So, and who did you work with there? I had a couple different goalie coaches. My one from Seattle, Brad Guzda. Yep. I worked with him a bit. Uh, Kelly Guard every once in a while, and uh, even Gavin Armstrong. He's out of Beaumont, Alberta. So just ranging from different goalie coaches and seeing what they have to say, see what sticks, see what doesn't. I was watching a little bit of practice yesterday. You guys were doing a lot of post plays, like coming back into the post, making sure you got a nice seal, getting that shot from a bad angle. That always happens. Do you think I I see kids and and junior kids and and pro working on the post play so much? Even Uko Pekalukanen talked about how we had him on the show a couple days ago, how he worked on post plays all summer. Is that the main focus, do you think, now in today's game, all these plays around the net? Yeah, it's huge. And, you know, with the invention of the the in-ground pegs and using your pegs to your advantage, especially at this level, feeling them, making sure you cover that short side corner. And like you said, like, you can always work on post plays, working post to post, post out, making it those transitions as smooth as possible. So Are you the kind of goalie that likes to knock the net off once in a while? Because was it at Matt Murray last year got in a lot of trouble with Toronto because he kept knocking it off? Are, do you give it an extra shot sometimes? Uh, depending how long we've been hemmed in the zone. I mean, if it's a PK or something like that, not afraid to get a whistle. But. Have you ever been called for delay of game? No, I have not. All right. Okay. So he's he's good at everything. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I got Uh, called for playing the puck in the trapezoid the very first training camp that Uh. we started with the rule. And it was barely in there. And I didn't think the referee could see it. 
they have eyes everywhere, so be careful with the trapezoid. They don't have it here, but, you know. Yeah, well, that was the same with, like, uh, Thunderbirds training camp. We got the young boys coming in there, skating out to the corner. It's like, well, you can't quite do that now, so <laughs> no one's told them yet. Uh, you were the young guy last year, right, as part of that uh, Seattle team that went all the way to the final game, the Memorial Cup. Um, just take us through that entire experience. Obviously, your numbers spoke for themselves throughout the course of the regular season and, you know, just what the entire feel of that year with that group was for you yeah i think it was awesome just coming so close the year before losing it in the finals to the oil mm-hmm. kings was just coming into that next year's training camp it was we got some valuable assets from our management and this was our year to win those extra two more games so it was just going throughout the year you could learn so much from thomas millick and just how he handles himself through the playoffs through the regular season you know playing having that starting role playing 40 games and learning how to handle his body, take care of it. And then the playoffs, too, just being consistent night in, night out and giving your team a chance to win. So just now, this year, maybe stepping into that bigger role, I want to, like I said, do what I can and give the team a chance to win. I know this is a crazy question because every goalies I've ever talked to will always say, I want to play every game. But do you like playing a lot of games or do you like playing a couple then having one off to work on your game? What's your preferred approach to games? I think, like you said, every goalie wants to play more games, so I think that's just a great opportunity to even learn. Like, you have practice to learn, and then it's implementing it into those games. So the more games you get, the more different looks you get, power play, PK, things like that. So I think just the more the better, the more you can learn from different situations. Well, Scott might be downplaying how many games he actually played last year. I mean, Seattle was was pretty good at using both of you, and you had a record of 25-8. and eight. Marty, I think if you're a couple of years into your junior career, you'd be pretty happy with a record of 43-2, and, and two, which uh, is what this yes. young man possesses right now going how, into this how year. How did you lose 10 games? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. That uh, I, I mean... At the end of the day, junior hockey, we know, can be a little loose. Um, do you embrace that chaos of junior hockey a little bit in, in the way that you play? Yeah, I think the game has turned into a lot of get pucks on net. Like our coach said, shots lead the shots. And one thing that I noticed when walking into the, the Western League and here development camp, they're trying to get bodies in front, net front, create chaos. So I think the ability to thrive within that chaos, finding shot lanes, finding tips and things like that that's a huge part of the game now because it's just it's becoming more of a congested style game we're throwing pucks in the net and jamming at rebounds so one of the thing duffer will laugh at this but a lot of times people that we meet on the street or here at the arena they look at me and they're like oh you're a lot taller than we thought you'd be and and whatnot um first time i saw you at development camp i said he fills the net a lot. Like, you know, you look at the stats and you look at the height and weight and sometimes you have a pre-notions of goaltenders, but I felt like you really filled the net a lot. Um, have you, do you work with your equipment? Is it something like I used to put my gear on and go right to the mirror? Do I look big? Like, yeah. Is that something you do? I, I, I can't say I have not done that before. I do that often. But, yeah, like you look at the, they say the stereotypical height, 6'2", six, 6'3", six, and I just I think whatever height you are, you got to look at yourself yeah. in the mirror. Maybe I used to set my phone up in front of the crease far yeah. out with some pucks, and I'd go through the motions, look at myself, hold my hands in different spots. And it's just wow. being able okay. to fill as much net as you can using your square footage or body space. So I think if you're 6'1", if you're 6'4", just your ability to fill the net, fill those holes is, is more important. Scott, uh, you're starting tonight, I trust? Yes. Okay. 
Where, did you have an expectation of or a plan that you were told in advance as, as far as the entirety of the weekend uh, and this prospects challenge? Or yeah, just like they talk about development and getting better every single day. And he told us yesterday that I was starting, and it's just you know right at that moment that's when you kind of start your process. It's the night before, how many hours of sleep you're getting, what you're eating, even before you go to bed and things like that. And I like to do a lot of different things, read, meditate, things like that. So, you know, just leading up to this, getting better through those practices. And then once he kind of told me, it was, okay, I'm going to resort back to what I've learned, what, what has got me here, and then go through my routine leading up to this point. You play in Seattle. So you a Seahawks fan? Or now that you're here, I mean, Sunday, big home opener for the Bills. This is a big game with their performance on Monday night. Like, have you been, like, put a lot of blue and red into your... Uh, Word or Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's kind of just who's ever on my fantasy team, honestly. I got, go. I got Josh Allen, so I'm praying for a good opener, so... You're an Alberta boy, yeah. right? So, what did you? Which team did you and your friends tend to gravitate to as a kid? In hockey or football? No, in football. In football. Well, we got the CFL, and uh, yeah. my dad was always a big Saskatchewan Rough Riders okay. fan. So, you know, sometimes I'd see the guys wear the watermelon on the head and things like that. <laughs> I've seen that as a tradition. So, I think it wasn't as big, but I just I remember my dad having a big. Rough Riders flag, oh, yeah. so I just had to go with it to not make him upset. And have you been keeping up on the Elks and their troubles the last few years? Because Duffer... Surging Elks. They're surging now. They finally won a home game and won a game, and they're surging, but that was the thing. Like, I'll get a text late at night, and Duffer be like, the Elks are winning in the third quarter. So. That's awesome. Yeah, they've, uh, they've had a tough go. Uh, what other sports did you play growing up? Because we always like to, you know... Talk about rounding out your development athletically yeah. as a kid. Yeah, I played a lot of different sports. Uh, fastball, if you yep. know what that is, underhand, yeah. overhead, baseball. Like fastball, like a full windmill? Yeah. Wow. wow, okay. Yeah. And baseball, wow. Yeah, so yeah. that that's, Irma is big on that. We hold uh, tournaments for teams all over the country. We had a team from New Zealand actually oh. come down and play our Irma Tigers. So nice. It was just, it's a really fun sport. It's high paced, and I just do it sometimes in the off season too, and they pitch hard. And yeah. They, what's called crow hop, if you ever heard of it. Yeah, yeah. They come out of the, the mound there and they jump a couple yeah. feet and it goes from I think what is it like forty six. Forty six to like thirty eight. Like thirty, yeah. and <laughs> you're like ready to swing before they even throw the ball. So that's a lot of fun. And uh, where do you play in the field? What position? I like to catch. Okay. Catch a lot. Kind of bad for the knees, so I've laid off a little bit more. They stuck me in right field. Least, least injury prone. Nine. Spot. I used to always look at the game sheet. Whoever had the nine yeah. for the position, it's like, we are just going to put you out there. Yeah. I'm that's already it. worried about this kid, though. Knees and hips, goaltending and catching. Like yeah. that's, wow. a, that's a tough combo. They have the nice, like, pads yeah, that they, you yeah, can they, sit on. And knee savers. So. Yeah. Saver. I played a lot when I was younger, but like you said, when you yeah. get old, the hips You and get the old. Thank you. You gotta, you gotta go out. Let let the kids have the the positions like yeah. catcher. So you're born yeah. in 2005, Five. and he's like, when you get old, okay, yeah. we'll talk to you in 30 years. Yeah, yeah. That sounds good. Well, thank you for sitting down with yeah. us today. I don't thank know if we guys. broke your routine. Whether you usually do sit down no. interviews with media on uh, no. days you're starting, but I'm not uh, that superstitious. Okay, good. We yeah. love that. Yeah. Thank good you luck. That's me. awesome. Thanks. Have a fun one tonight. Thank you. Appreciate it.
Well, we're certainly excited to see what happens tonight. And obviously, it's all part of the uh, the never-ending wait that is finally here, Marty, which is FanFest. And we are really, really thankful for that. It's presented by Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. It starts tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Can you tell that there is still a lot for us to work on as we it's like i feel like we're doing behind the scenes stuff and everybody's everybody's going to be witness to it it's amazing we are still working on some last minute details and actually they're not even details they're (laughs) full-on projects they are but we're going to be having fun i was getting medical notice to see whether i'm going to be fit for tomorrow's fan fest presented by Coca-Cola I thought you were giving me Aaron Rodgers update with uh, all of that. <laughs> so, again, it starts tomorrow at 11, and it's all day. I mean, it has so much in the way of player appearances. We have the broadcasters uh, going in the dunk tank. I, I think I'm ready for it, but I'm still begging for more sunshine. Uh, there's opportunities well, with the banners for photo ops, kids combine, uh, hockey fest, which is now going to be on the newly paved Perry Street. And, of course, an awful lot more. Now, if you're trying to figure out the layout of this and you're watching on MSG right now, we can present you with a, a little bit of a feel for how it works itself around Alumni Plaza and, obviously, on Perry Street. And, of course, the entrance coming in from the corner of Perry and Illinois, yes. which has a lot of the hockey activations on your immediate left when you first come in, which is like last year, where Marty undoubtedly will be showing off his goaltending talents and suggesting that those also, you know, people also take part in the harder shot and things like that. But there's going to be so much going on. And yet, we found out yesterday afternoon, and we're just under four weeks away from this, that as this map is laid out, as we have the home opener on October 12th, thanks to the Buffalo Common Council and the Sabres, we will now be referring to that area as rj way yeah which i think is pretty darn special it's very special i remember actually driving in and then you had a jim kelly way who was a longtime reporter yeah. and well they the will now intersect and so now you're going to have jim kelly way that's going to mm-hmm. come into rj way yeah. uh, for those that were a part of the sabers um and, and for, for a long time, the fans coming into the arena, sometimes getting off the train and coming in, and you're going to be able to see the sign that will recognize that. So uh, the fact that we're going to have RJ Way is going to be really cool. Yeah. The fact that we're having Fan Fest this weekend is really cool. The fact that, the fact that there's a game going on behind us right now it between just the New Jersey Devils it and the Ottawa started. Senators. You might have sensed some hesitation in my voice a few minutes ago. Yeah, well... The puck was dropped, and uh, away we went. I'm so. a little concerned for our safety, to be honest with you, Duffer, As because we are in the prime location okay. where a what's, dump pin on the power play that gets deflected would end up, like, right here. What's more dangerous, our current location with our back to the play, or you and I going back-to-back in the dunk tank tomorrow? Oh, no, this is way more dangerous. Really? Oh, yeah. Because the By dunk the way, tank tomorrow, five bucks tomorrow, it's not a free shot. Ladies and gentlemen, not a free shot to dunk us in the tank. We're raising money for the Sabres Foundation. So it's five bucks. You get three tosses. And I'm going to tell you now, 
I hope your accuracy stinks. No, well, if we <laughs> have we're Scott, gonna t- we're gonna if we have Scott your, Ratzlaff's gonna... dad throwing, he's going <laughs> to dunk us every time. Oh, I don't. Want, I, just, I just don't want to stand in the batter's box with him. That's I mean, what I don't seriously, want. Seriously, Scott oh was telling God. us off the air. His dad is in the Hall of Fame as a pitcher. Amazing softball, and he's like, when I would catch him, he had to tell me, "I'm going to bring a curve because the thing would move so much that you would miss it if you didn't know it was coming, yeah. or the riser would hit you right in the." catcher's mask because you wouldn't know it's coming but anyway yes i'm from two to three tomorrow afternoon the dunk tank duffer you're from three to four yep i know dan and razor will also dan, be in no there. razor's not he didn't. razor didn't want to do no. it dan no. i think is from four to Dan's five. four to five okay, so perfect. he's still going to be wet when he starts doing play-by-play on the prospect game number two Absolute. which is sold out and tonight yeah. is sold out against montreal it's a 7 p.m start yes. so don't expect to come down to lecom harbor center and find tickets they're not available it's sold out tonight. Tomorrow at 7 against the Devils is sold out. Tickets are, I'm assuming, st- well, I know, still available. I for can't Monday. tell you how scarce they are for Monday, but that's a 5 p.m. start. Yes. And that's another busy day organizationally. We've got the Sabres Golf Tournament that day. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we'll be doing our show. And that will, the Buffalo-Pittsburgh game at 5 p.m. on Monday, conclude the prospects challenge and of course you have the bills in the middle of it for their home opener on sunday on sunday which is uh, awesome actually ran out ran into nick carrier and for the local people that went to williamsville north in class of 98 remember nick he's larry carrier's son he was assistant general manager he works for the canadians so i said nick you're going to the bills game sunday he goes absolutely gotta do it now funny enough when nick went to school his classmate was Wes Phillips, Wade Phillips' son, yep. when Wade was coaching here in Buffalo. So that class had a couple of big names, right, with Carrier and Phillips there. But, yeah, no, uh, Nick is uh, going to take a few of his Montreal Canadiens people to the Bills game. I'm sure that some of the, the, the Sabres prospect are going to either watch it or venture their way out there if they can. Uh, but I'll tell you this. Right now, as Ottawa and New Jersey is going on behind us here at Lee Arbor Center, there are so many scouts, yes. so many team representatives that there's an actual pretty good crowd, but they're mostly scouts. Um, if you want to come and see some really good action and you don't have a ticket for the Sabres game tonight, there's another game this afternoon, there's games tomorrow, there's game Monday. You can come and see some really good hockey talent going on because you look back to last year, right? Jake Sanderson was here. Mm-hmm. He was in Ottawa and he played in the NHL last year. Harbor Jackai was here with the Montreal Canadiens. There's so many more than just the Sabres. So come and hang out and catch some hockey. Do you sense a little extra smile in me today? Always. Did you know why, though? Well, because you have eight layers, so you're probably warm right now. I have uh, my ultra-thick Rustin Kelly hoodie on, which is nice, but nothing warms my heart like the appearance of and the handshake I got from. Okay. One of, if not, my favorite players of the last 12 years to wear blue and gold. And he was walking by and immediately reached out and said, Duffer, how's it going? Yes. Number 65, Brian Flynn. Brian Flynn, yes. Love, love, love this guy. Loved how he played. And this, you know, I, I still look at him and I think, man, how did you survive? Like he's... He's a he's a thin, wiry guy, and he just always put himself in the you know in the danger. Like he killed a lot of penalties and stuff like that. I just, but as a human, just had a great time interacting with him over the years. Yeah, he's now uh, with the Red Wings and starting his uh, scouting adventures. And uh, wouldn't you know it, this is his first stop 
as uh, now a, a scout. And uh, so oh, he's, he's looking he's, for, better, he, he's he, excited he, to be back, and I love seeing that from some names that, you know, we, we talk so much, and happy birthday, Jerry yeah. Korab, by yes, the way. King you know, we, we talk about great names in Sabres history, and, you know, we, we put them up on the pedestal where they belong with the numbers that they put up. But, you know, like any organization always says, you know, kind of once you're part of it, you're always a part of it. And we went through a lot of players in the last 12 years, yeah. and Brian Flynn was one of those really character guys that I just absolutely thoroughly enjoyed spending time and, with. And for the lack of success that a lot of the organization had the last 12 years, a lot of those players learned a ton. Yeah, they did. Because they were those guys that were between the American League, the NHL, and they wanted to take it in. So why do we have now Zach Redmond, right, who's a development coach, and you look at Tim Kennedy and Nathan Page, and you look at Brian Flynn, and so many more that yeah. are here. And you know what's pretty interesting for me right now is You that are paranoid. You keep looking. I keep looking. Well, I thought maybe there was a goal, and I wanted to just see if anybody scored it's still 0-0 with five minutes left in the first period here uh between ottawa and new jersey but it's seeing the different generations of scouts that yes. are in here right so you look it's at Donnie don lever is right over there <laughs> sitting next to him is eric bolton like eric bolton played you know when don lever was coaching yes. and and that's kind of like the way steven gianta's right down here mm-hmm. uh you know next to steve bartlett you right? saw the new so, penguins gm walked by earlier we're in a prime location at Lecom Arbor Center. We're in the one corner. Everybody's got to walk by us. Mm-hmm. Cal Dubas walked by, said, hey, how are you guys doing? And, and so what I'm saying is that you look around and you see some have the pencil and the old book to write things down. Some have their laptops open. Some have iPads open to write their notes, right? There, there's so many generations of scouts and hockey people from GM to, to, to player development that it's great to walk around here mm-hmm. it's it's awesome for buffalo to host this across the way from us is the sabers brass right kevin adams and everybody in the organization the hockey department's right there but you're getting conversation with everybody now. you missed the first goal new jersey's up one nothing <laughs> it's not jack hughes no but check your latest your latest devil's social channels i'm sure you'll find the video evidence of it very soon tonight we've got a 7 p.m start and you'll see it on Sabres YouTube. Dan, Razor, Chris Baker with the call. Yes. Uh, I'll be doing intermissions. I won't I'm, be with you, unfortunately. I have to go but, to a wedding that's okay. tonight in Chautauqua. That's okay. so, People make yes. mistakes. I get it. Um, <laughs> but we get to celebrate. Shana, so. Shana, oh, yeah. I was talking about you not joining me, by I the know, way. Okay, yeah, yeah. good. Shana, I, I love a good party, so I'm right. going to party. Shana Goldman is going to join us at the bottom of the hour here. And... Uh, and here we are, other than the goaltending position, which was the right and only place to start the yes. show, based on Scott Ratzlaff getting the start. Let's talk a little quickly here before we uh, call timeout. Benson, Savoy, Cedarquist yes. as your top trio, if you want to call it that. But you also have Roseanne, Kulik, and Nadeau, Kisikov, Kozak, and Noichev. That's, that's a pretty intriguing top nine tonight. Not to mention how some of those configurations will play itself out on the power play. It's not just intriguing. It's loaded with talent, and that's what's cool to see. Hey, we talked a lot about Kozak yesterday, right? Isn't that cool how he gets, you know, that's a big thing. But it's it's more a trust in him to be able to balance the line, 
think through everything to help these two young players along in their transition to so the North American game. when I look game. at this lineup, the one thing that stands out to me is obviously the absence of Jack Quinn at the start of the season. And who's yes. going to want and who's going to earn that spot? Maybe it's internally with the players that are already on the Sabres. Maybe it's Casey Middlestat. Maybe it's Victor Olofsson that gets to be top six with potentially Cousins and Paterka. But what if it is a Matt Savoy? What is it? It is a Yuri Kulik. And right now, the way it's laid out is Savoy and Kulik are both going to play center, yes. right? Line one or line two, whatever, top six centers. So the Sabres are not looking at this as saying, hey, audition on the right wing because we want to see what you can do in the right wing. This is a prospect challenge. This is where you go to your location where we think you're going to be as an NHL player mm -hmm. and show us what you can do from there. When you get to the main training camp, then it's different. Maybe you're trying out players on the right side, on the left side, more in an offensive role, more in a defensive role. But right now, in this prospect tournament, you're going to see Savoy in the middle of the ice. You're yeah. going to see Kulik in the middle of the ice. And that's where they should dominate and really show what they got. And remember, Komarov not taking part on the blue line through this tournament. So they're down to seven defense. And with that, only one right shot defenseman. That's Zach Metza. So just something to keep an eye on. Obviously, we've seen this throughout the years. And the Amherst are no strangers to having an awful lot of left shots at every position last year, but most specifically up front. Yeah. And it's kind of the same way again in this tournament, whether it's forwards or defense, a lot of left shot players. In. I did not keep track of the left shots on Ottawa and New Jersey. Maybe no, I'm going to have to do it. So Yes. Well, I'll tell you what. Take a quick time out yes. here. Shana Goldman's going to come on at the bottom of the hour. And once again, a reminder that this is a hockey celebration weekend for us. We've got a game tonight that you'll see on Sabres YouTube channel. And, of course, we have Fan Fest tomorrow, and it's happening in Alumni Plaza and down on Perry Street right in front of the arena. So many activations. It's all presented by Coca-Cola Zero Sugar, and we'll look forward to player appearances and everything that comes with the big window of time, 11 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. in Alumni Plaza for Sabres Fan Fest 2023. We're back after this on Sabres Live, WGR Sports Radio 550 and MSG. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 
with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. It's been a weekend, and it's only Friday. <laughs> I am, I, I'm just so off my game, and I can't even imagine no. how much worse it's going to get on the broadcast tonight with you not by my side. It's not so, that you're off your game. It's just that there's so much going on right now. There is a lot like, of chaos. If you're watching an oh, MSG, and Tommy there Mechie is going to be like, <laughs> crossing of people in front of your camera. Sorry, but that's just... RJ busy. set that precedent for us with the goat yeah. crossing, so if people get in the way, that's fine with us. We always welcome in Shana Goldman on our Friday installments of Sabres Live, and she is with us now as we get set to dive into... All the big stories as prospects camps are happening across the league. The prospects challenge is underway here at Lecom Harbor Center, Shana. And yet it seems like most people only want to talk about what's happening in Columbus, which I'm sure you would love to talk about as well. Me have opinions on Mike Babcock and what economy. <laughs> This is 50% off. Go ahead. Oh <laughs> you can my tee gosh. up on it. <laughs> it's like, it's such a messy situation. And I feel like everybody has a take on it. So I've been so careful with it. But like, honestly, if it came from any other source, maybe the conversation would be a little bit different, right? Like, I think it would be a little more believable. But in another sense, it's like, why would anyone give Mike Babcock the, you know, benefit of the doubt? He hasn't earned it. So it's just a total disaster that obviously everyone hopes isn't true. But if it is true, it's like, oh, look, the consequences of my actions are biting me. So I, I tell this story a lot that when I played for the New York Rangers, um, as soon as we walked into the locker room, we had to put our cell phones into a little pouch and everybody's numbers were on that pouch. And it happened because Sean Avery was literally making dinner reservations during the game. So people used to always say, well, Tortorella doesn't trust the players with their phones. But listen, there's somebody that kind of burnt the, the whole plan before that. Like a guy's making dinner reservations during the games with his phone. Coach can pretty much do whatever. They, like, it, it, do we believe now that what's happening in Columbus is going to bring like a a cell phone or a some kind of uh, approach through the NHLPA and the NHL, they're going to have to write new ruling on, you know, cell phones and usage and pictures and videos and all that stuff? That would be one logical answer, but I feel like the players might push back on that, and I, I understand to a point. I wonder if there's going to be... I feel like the easy answer the NHLPA is going to throw out there is saying, let's make a hotline that players can come talk to us anytime that there's an issue, but it probably won't do anything, right? Like, we've seen this before. Here, we're giving you the very, very minimum. Be happy with that. So I wonder what kind of outcome there is. Maybe it's that people will learn to actually vet their coaches before they hire them. And if someone has a checkered past, they do something to ensure, like, they've actually changed instead of just hearing the coach say, well, I don't think I did anything wrong, and everyone just accepting that as it is, right? What is your gut telling you on this? I mean, we started off by, you know, kind of looking at it in a lighthearted way, but it yeah. is pretty serious here, and obviously people are, you know, the truth has to exist somewhere. Um, what is your gut telling you? Honestly, my gut says that we can't give Mike Babcock benefit of the doubt, right? I think that with someone like Boone Jenner, you know, 
he's the captain. He's in a tough position. What do you expect him to say in that statement? And I also could see him not pulling any tricks with the captain. But it just seems like this is someone who has a bad reputation. And I personally wouldn't trust him with the young players. And if there's even this, you know, chance of him crossing the line, like it's not someone I would automatically say, no, he's, you know, innocent till proven guilty type thing. Like he hasn't earned that. So I, I think it's a tough situation. And I think that the only bright spot really is that if there's players that see that they can bring it to a source that will publicize it, it's a good thing. Even though I think we can all say Spit and Chicklets isn't like the perfect platform for it. If they're raising issues like this and can use the platform that they have that's massive for good, that is one step in the right direction. So hopefully this does get settled and, you know, the players are the one who who get you know, the the right outcome here. I don't care about Mike Babcock's future. He's coached at the NHL level. That's a privilege. There's 32 head coaching slots. So that is a privilege. So you have to earn that. Now, I mean, last one on this, and then I don't know, we can go pretty much anywhere else, but... We can take a break for BioSteel. Yeah, we, yeah from bankruptcy. But uh, so I, I have tremendous amount of respect for John Davidson, Jarmo Kakalainen, and what they've been able to do and accomplish. And listen, to be honest, like, I had Mike Babcock coach me at the World Juniors, and, you know, he's always been great to me, but I never had him for a long period of time. I never had him at the NHL level, um, you know, shaking his hand down in the locker room or in the hallway is a completely different thing. Uh, is there an approach that coaches should always verify some stuff or kind of double check with their GMs or their president to make sure that things are okay? Or should we just allow coaches to do their thing? And if they really burn themselves, then they burn themselves and we don't have to worry about them anymore. Yeah, I feel like having that system in place, you know, might sound like the right answer. And maybe in some respects it will, especially if you're dealing with the junior club, right? Having that clearance, making sure, checking the vibes. Like, yes, I get that. But at the NHL level, like, I don't know if there needs to be this green light from up above how you want to meet the players. But I think if you know the coach has some sort of history or anybody expresses, you know, some feeling of skepticism about what's going on, you know, there should be a medium for those players to to tell someone without it being thrown back in their face or then faulted for it. Or now the coach is going to hate them and it's going to create more problems. Like I think that there has to be like more of a safety net and we should, we have to let coaches kind of make mistakes just as we have to let players make mistakes. I think that that's really important in this because if you do make a mistake, it's so important that you learn from it. Will Babcock learn from it here? Mm-hmm. Probably not. So, you know, maybe he's not the best example, but I could see another coach making, you know, some sort of misstep and then you can see them remedy the situation. I think Tortorella is a pretty good example of that, how he, you know, maybe has burned bridges with players in the past, but has worked on it on his own to kind of evolve. You want to talk next contracts for superstar players or you want to talk fantasy picks? because Marty could probably stand to learn about both right now. You're going to be fine this year, Marty. I know it. We're both going to. We're going to take this league by storm. I understand I, it now. Um, whichever you prefer to talk did about. You put should, your we, keepers should we talk in? Owen Power and Rasmus Dahlin? We can, yeah. That would be great. No, I just want to know, like, did you get your keepers in for our media hack uh, you know, fantasy league or whatnot it's called. Yes, I I did them the other day. I'm so glad I checked it by chance, too, because I didn't get, like, a notification, and then I went back today and adjusted it. 
is my strategy the right way? I have literally no idea how many keepers I should have, but I I think I did an okay job, and we'll see if my draft is a disaster or if I, you know, set myself up for success. Uh, any particular reasoning behind the shade of hair today as opposed to past days here on Sabres Live? I had a bad day, so I dyed my hair. This is how I, this is what I do. But I've been planning this for a while. I loved my summer hair. It's my favorite summer hair. I've done like the split dye, but I knew the colors were coming back. And I think I just needed to get this out of my system because if I can't go back from blue to this, I had to start here and build my way up. Well, I love what you're doing because right now on MSG, on Sabres Live, on the right side of the screen, it was the black and red schedule for the Sabres when they were going to wear their goat head. So the hair matches exactly what was on the graphic. Also, I want to ask about this Atlanta Thrasher sweatshirt that you have on oh. for those watching on MSG. Like, is this vintage or is this like a newly purchased? And when that, do they come back? Yeah, when do they come back in Atlanta? <laughs> See, I was manifesting the Sabres sending me a nice Tage Thompson goat head jersey, so I knew that the graphic was going to be there and trying to match it. Like, this was all a plan. But no, this okay. is a vintage sweatshirt. I thrifted it a couple years ago, and it fit kind of poorly. So when I got my new serger, I, like, tweaked it, and now it fits, like, so perfectly. It's cropped. It's cute. It has a different waistband. And that's just, like, what I've been doing with everything. I just can't stop thrifting stuff and cutting it up and, like, remaking it. So if it has stains or there's holes in it, like, now it's, like, a new sweatshirt. <laughs> I feel like maybe I got to send you a box of my closet and let's see what we can make out of it. I need you to send <laughs> yes, you a list let's go. of my we'll make some cute sweatpants so out of it, some shorts. We'll make some stuff for your girls, you know, because like NHL fashion for women is so terrible. Like it's like, here's pink, here's sparkles, here's something yeah. ill-fitting. We're trying to fix that. Yeah, I I wish you the best of luck on that. And I applaud <laughs> your efforts. And we do need one. We do need an official statement, though, on whether the NHL should have Atlanta back in its near future. Do you believe that to be true? I like it. I like the idea of Atlanta, and I know you might. it's so easy to be like, hey, they've failed twice before, why a third time? But I feel like if the Thrash, not the Thrashers, but if an Atlanta team could get the same level of investment that the Coyotes have gotten over the years and the way the league has done everything to help them succeed, I think that's a good thing. I think the location's super important here. I think having the right investors and the right people to build this up and market it to Atlanta is important. And it needs, you know, it needs to be a team willing to take yeah. a fresh approach. We see that with a team like Nashville, right? The way that they've just embraced their community and thrived with it and made themselves an identity. And the same with the Carolina Hurricanes. There's potential there. But if not Nashville, my eyes keep going to something like Salt Lake City. Like, that's one that really intrigues me. If not, if not Atlanta, sorry, then Salt Lake City. Would we see a return of the South? East Division, where the Washington Capitals seem to win every Famously single Famously, the South Least. <laughs> the South Least, And so yes. Carolina emerged on the map and went to the 0-2 final and then won it yeah. in 6 Yeah, it's crazy. It was absolutely crazy. But uh, honestly, Shana, I sit here, we sit here, we talk, uh, we all collectively in this hockey sphere talk about this a lot. And, you know, the rumblings are out there about expansion and, uh, you know, if they do expand in the next few years, the price tag that could come with it for an expansion team, which is rumored to be 
750? No, somebody wrote like closer to two billion. But oh. anyway, the the point is, I think the league will benefit, should benefit from having enormous markets like Atlanta and Houston on its next agenda. You know, I just I feel like if it's going to be as big as it can be, you need to be in the biggest markets. I think so too, but I do, I don't know if they should go to 34. Like I think the number 32 is like a good number because like now the divisions are aligned properly too, but I think we just need to be talking about relocation. Mm -hmm. And also I think that if not, teams can like relocate there for an AHL club or I don't know, women's hockey, that would be kind of cool and get the proper investment and partner up with NHL teams and make it that it's like the destination for hockey. Like, Look at that. We see in so many cities, they don't have an NFL team, but they have a college football team. And look how everybody, go, you know, flocks to it and loves it. Like, there's a way to do that outside of the NHL level. Because I just, I just struggle with 34 teams. Maybe it's because I'm tired as it is at 32 that I don't want the 34th. But, like, I just think that there's a way to maximize the number of teams they have right now in a better way and then work on building hockey up elsewhere. You mentioned women's hockey quickly. Uh, what do you think of free agency, the players that sign? Um, we don't know the details on the contract, right? That's something that I believe you brought up on social media, on Twitter, is that it'd be great if they would make that public so that it could continue to grow the game on a salary, uh, on a salary wise anyway. Uh, what do you make out uh, from the free agent signing and the draft that's coming up? I wish that players would disclose and hopefully that there's some internal database everyone can access because I think it's so important to know like, hey, I'm a first line center. This is what I'm worth. Hey, this is the baseline for top six wingers. This is what we have at the NHL level. And we can use that as a guide to a point like these are the cap hit percentages. But the structure is so different in this new league that it's not going to be like perfectly translatable. But, you know, I think teams got up to a really good start. It's a, you know, the obvious names are the players that are going to get the free agency signings. And that's fine because they, you know, most teams now have their cornerstones. And this draft is going to be so intriguing because there's so much talent. And I hope that it's all showcased well. I hope that it's a nice division of talent from the national stars we know from the PWHPA to the PHF to the NCAA level. And there's going to be a lot of players who don't make the cut. So, you know, hopefully the league expands soon and we'll see that you know there's more growth and more availability for everyone but as it is right now like i am so excited to see which team you know starts reinventing the wheel a little bit more we did a mock draft at the athletic and like new york was the team for me they were the ones that were going for it with like players like a connie shiga you know so hopefully we see that happen Shayna, thank you great stuff as always sorry for the uh, extended delay <laughs> And we'll talk to you next week. We got the buzzer. I mean, second period's about to start, so we got to go watch a little hockey. (laughs) All right, we're back after this on Sabres Live. Stay with us. We're back with more of Sabres Live, presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. All right, Sabres Embedded was released last night, and you're going behind the scenes with General Manager Kevin Adams and his staff as they debate prospects and evaluate trade possibilities prior to selecting Zach Benson, Anton Wahlberg, and more at the 23 draft in Nashville. It's available on Sabres YouTube. You can check it out now. Great job, as always, by the entire crew bringing you a behind-the-scenes look and feel of the latest NHL draft. Marty. Yes. What's on your mind here as we close things out? 
heading well, into of the this show, incredibly busy weekend. Yes. I talked about how, I mean, it's sold out tonight for the Sabres game. It's sold out tomorrow night for the Sabres game. And there is some tickets left for Monday night. But friend of the show, Les Guntar, yes. uh, his son Trevor is a Boston Bruins prospect. He's playing here this afternoon, playing tomorrow afternoon. So I'm just saying again, if you don't have tickets for the Sabres game, you can catch the live stream but you can also watch other games. Like this one one hockey game between New Jersey and Ottawa right now has been yes. pretty uh, intense, so it's great to see. Pittsburgh and Boston this afternoon at 3.30. Tomorrow, the action while Sabres Fan Fest is happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ottawa, Pittsburgh at noon. Boston and Montreal at 3.30. And, of course, Buffalo, New Jersey tomorrow night at 7. And then on Monday, the action will begin here at Lecom Harbor Center at 10 a.m. As the Devils take on the Bruins, Montreal and Ottawa will battle at 1.30. And then the tournament concludes at 5 p.m. on Monday night with Buffalo and Pittsburgh. Again, you can stream the Sabres games live on Sabres' YouTube channel. Yeah, and there's so many of those prospect tournaments happening everywhere around, you know, North America. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, uh, one in Traverse City. There's some out west and whatnot. So it's fun to kind of keep an eye on what's going on with some of the prospects, some of the draft picks. If you're really into getting to know the next wave of players, um, you go around, you can even go and stream on other teams' website, right? Yeah. If, uh, you know, if it's Detroit or, you know, whatever team, you can probably get the uh, the image or at least the recap of those games and follow on some of the players that you know and may want to know more about. Yeah, my dream has always been that somehow these prospect tournaments get full-on coverage, live coverage or tape-delayed coverage, and that you just go wall-to-wall 24 hours a day for about seven straight days on NHL Network yes. where you can just tune in and see all the prospects and all the games. And it was a vision of a friend of mine uh, and a friend of ours, John Shannon, mm-hmm. years ago when I was at NHL Network, and uh, it has never quite materialized. But now when you've got at least 27 of the league's 32 yeah. teams taking part in tournaments in various time zones, I might add, <laughs> to allow for staggered programming, and you have a Connor Bedard, and you have all these exciting prospects. I just think it would be, for an avid, diehard fan, I think it would be absolutely I think wonderful. I saw on social media, maybe it was shared through our group text, that uh, NFL Red Zone debuted, debuted uh, well, started, or whatever, uh, on yesterday, like 14 years ago or whatnot. Yeah. And they actually said, okay, here are the clips, right? You see Brett Favre, Minnesota, Peyton Manning with Indy and whatnot. Like the same thing could be done. Mm-hmm. And really, to be honest with you, I know that NHL Network does a lot of great job covering the league and having debates and all of it. But for me, like on game night, I want to be able to see the action from game to game to game. Yes. Not, not just... You know, a, a full-on period. No, show me the power plays. Show me the goals. Go back and forth, quick pace. And I think these prospect tournaments could have the same feeling going through the season for the fans that want to watch it from everywhere. Congrats to uh, John Tavares, Dane Smith, Adam Bombary of the Bandits. They won the Man Cup with Six Nations this week. Canadian yeah. lacrosse supremacy at the senior level. The NLL draft is tomorrow, so good luck to the Bandits on that front. Tonight, the NLL inducts. Ten people into the Hall of Fame, including former bandits Sean Williams and Pat McCready. So just a wonderful weekend for lacrosse. And we can't wait to be part of Hockey Fest and Sabres Fan Fest tomorrow. Dunk tank, baby. Let's go. I hope it's 75 and sunny, but I feel like that's a distant memory. We'll see you tomorrow.
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.